to episode 26 of the ebook revolution. Episode 26. We're getting one out a month now. It's um I hope you you are enjoying the show as much as I am enjoying bringing you information about writing and publishing and talking to um, some pretty interesting people. And we've got a great interview coming up to today with um, Rachel Thompson from Bad Redhead Media and what Rachel doesn't know about book marketing. It's, uh, as they say, not worth knowing. Rachel is a bit of an expert, but um, a bit more about Rachel later. And we had a fantastic chat and I hope you'll uh, get a bit out of it. But how have you been, dear listener? How have you been in your life? How have you been with your writing and your goals and just life in general? I mean, how's it going? It's um, been pretty fun over here in the uh, Madhouse at the Ebook Revolution podcast. Um, we're broadcast by our Madhouse Media Publishing. And if you haven't had a look, go over to our website, which is uh, madhousemedia.com.au. But enough about me. I hope you've... Um, you're doing it well. I hope you've, you're having a, a good life, a good time. I hope you're um, making some way to achieving your goals and, and just having fun. I mean, going down the independent author, writer, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, uh, it can be a pretty lonely road. Um, the lot of the writer is fairly lonely itself, I guess, just... Um, sitting in front of a uh, laptop, a MacBook Pro, as I have here, my uh, new favourite toy, by the way, um, and just finding the time to pound it out, to, to write, because uh, if we don't write, we're not writers, are we? What I like to say, and um, not just me, but if you write then you're a writer. If you aspire to be a writer, if you aspire to be a published author, then um, just get on with it and write. Try to make some time every day. I know it's hard when you've, you've got a life and maybe a family, maybe young kids, then that can be a uh, bit of a distraction. God knows. I've got three of my own, all grown up now and making me proud in various ways. But um, if you've got little kids, it can be difficult to find that time to write but you've got to find the time um and you've you've got to have goals you've got to ferret away um a bit of time each day to just commit um to your craft to your writing and get on with it even if it's just keeping a journal or maybe a blog and i highly recommend starting a blog as a first step to pulling a writing platform together. But the name of the game is just to be constant. It's, um, it's so much like a musician, and I'm a, I'm a musician as well. I, I play guitar. I, I like nothing more than um, playing a bit of loud rock and roll <laughs> or blues. It's great therapy. But you do have to practice, and... When I started out playing guitar a long, long time ago, um, I just locked myself away and practised. And after a while, I had a few, few licks together, a few bit of stuff, 
and I was able to um, build on that. And I think about that as it applies to writing because you really do have to practice and it's the practice of writing. It's the process, sitting down and just doing it, keeping a journal. Remember, if you keep a journal, no one else has to read it. The journal's for you. And the great thing a journal can do is help you zero in on things and themes that um, you may want to write about in more detail. One thing I like about blogging is it forces you to publish something. And, um, you know, by being forced to publish something, it means you've got to be forced to pay attention to things like grammar and spelling, which isn't a bad thing. Um, But anyway, enough about me. I've talked about me quite a bit, talked a bit about you, and that's this show is for you. But let's talk about Rachel Thompson. Rachel um, is an author and an entrepreneur, and um, she is a master book marketer. Uh, her books she's written herself are Broken Places, Broken Pieces, A Walk in the Snark, and The Man Code Exposed. Uh, she's also written some non-fiction titles um, under the bad redhead media brand um, called One Book's 30-Day Book Marketing Challenge and uh, How to Best Optimise Blog Posts for SEO, which uh, as I was talking about earlier. And if you are blogging, I highly recommend you get, get hold of this book. It's, um, it's only a couple of bucks and it's, it's got some great tips. So I got a couple, copy myself and um, learnt a few things I did not know. Rachel Thompson set up Bad Redhead Media. She uh, graduated from the California State University in 1986 with a degree in comm studies and a minor in journalism and went straight into selling. And um, after 17 years in soul-sucking Big Pharma, she started her blog, Rachel and the OC, right back in 2008. She's utilised her media and marketing skills to set up Bad Redhead Media. She's learned how to brand herself. She, le- she has learned what pre-release activities work prior to book launch. She knows all about Amazon and she knows what it takes to make her six books all number one bestsellers. Okay, let's talk to uh, Rachel Thompson now on the ebook Revolution podcast. Rachel Thompson from Bad Redhead Media. And I asked her, what makes Rachel tick? You know, basically, I kind of run the gamut of being an independent author. Uh, then I worked for um, Booktrope, which was a hybrid publisher. And then I was signed by an agent and, and a small publishing company. And now I'm back to self-publishing. So I've kind of done all of it. And then my business is helping authors with establishing their author platform. And I work with all kinds of different authors doing that, more the social media side of it and the um, visibility as opposed to doing PR. I don't really do that. So I saw on your uh, profile that um, your background's journalism communications and a bit of mm-hmm. marketing thrown there in the evil mm-hmm. corporate world. It's uh, similar to my back, background. 
really. So t- tell me a bit more about Bad Redhead Media. How did that all come about? Well, I basically took what I learned having worked in big pharma marketing, sales and training. And uh, when I left that world, I focused on my family and then I was just itching to get into writing um, because I just had suppressed my creative side for so long. And so I started blogging and self-publishing was just really becoming super popular. This was about 10 years ago about. And so I just really kind of got involved in Twitter. Um, This was about 2009, Facebook, and I was starting to write my own books. And it all just sort of came together. And so I was sort of pulled into helping other people as well as understanding myself how to utilize blogging and websites and social media as a way to get the word out for our own books as well as helping each other in a sort of online word of mouth because that is really even to this day what sells books is word of mouth it's just Mm -hmm. that we're not in front of each other we're now we now have the internet so how can we utilize that and so it sort of just became really more just a not a business kind of thing. It was just more me just putting together what I enjoyed out of uh, working in big pharma um, and what I didn't enjoy and learning how Hmm. to utilize that. And eventually so many people were asking me to help them because I I guess I was good at it. And I really love Twitter. That still to me is is my most enjoyable social media channel Um, that I thought, you know, okay, I might as well get paid for my time. So I hung my shingle out in 2011. And that's, you know, the rest is history. It's, I started out busy and now I'm a hundred miles an hour. I've got an assistant. I've got 10 full-time clients. I try to do no more than 10 because, um, most clients need anything from me managing all of their social media full-time to helping them with, I don't ghostwrite blogs, but I do optimize their blogs for SEO, search engine optimization. And uh, many writers, including myself, when I first started out, had no idea what that meant. So I wrote a little book uh, that people can download off of Amazon. It's just uh, 99 cents, how to optimize your blog posts for SEO. And um, because it's a whole language that Google needs to uh, find your posts and then get them ranked. And so a lot of people are, uh, you know, maybe writing blog posts every day, but if they're not optimizing them correctly, they'll never get, you know, um, higher, higher ranking in Google. So that's one of the things that I do help with, um, you know, help my clients do. And, um, I also do promotional stuff for them and, you know, just a lot of things that, um, writers, don't have the time to do or, or really don't have the knowledge about how to get their books out there. That's really what I'm focused on for them. Yeah. Your, your core areas around author branding, book marketing and social media for authors talking about author branding. Why do you think author branding is so important as we move into 2019? Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's, it's a 
is a topic that tends to confuse a lot of new writers in particular because they want to just talk about their book. Um, my book, my book, my book. And a lot of times I see people who will buy a domain, for example, with the title of their book. And actually, that's not a bad idea. I actually tell people, go ahead and do that. However, really what we want to do overall, because hopefully you're making this a career and you're going to write more than one book, is brand your, yourself. And that sounds really funny, but I'll explain that in a minute. <laughs> um, and so you want, for example, you want to have, um, you know, jeffhughes.com or, um, you know, um, rachelthompson.com. And the reason for that is, you know, you'll write another book and then another book or a series of books. And so we want people to identify our name as opposed to, you know, what was that book called? What was that mm -hmm. series? You know, um, and the other thing, too, is, is, you know, we may be very excited about this one particular book. Um, but what happens two years from now? when we're working on something entirely new, then all of those, you know, Twitter accounts and Facebook pages and Pinterest boards and everything will get shoved to the side to be yeah. lost forever. So it's, it's really important that we focus on who we are as writers because we're three-dimensional people and people are very interested in, in who we are and not just why we write and what we write, but the experiences we've had and what drives us and what we're passionate about and, you know, just authentically what makes us interesting. And sure, they want to know about our books, of course, that we're writers <laughs> and we write books. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of our branding. We don't ignore it. And we want people to know where they can purchase our books. And, and we want to build those groups of super fans. I do a lot with street teams. That's yeah. become a very big. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all just a big soup is how I refer to it. But it's very strategically... Um, cooked. Uh, a lot of writers get told they should, you know, go out and develop their writer's platform, and that's basically what you're talking about. And mm -hmm. that can be that can be pretty daunting um, to get started. I guess what what's your advice to self-published writers who want to get started with a platform? What's how should they go about it? Well, again, I would say, and I'm talking about this tonight, I do a weekly book marketing chat every Wednesday at six o'clock Pacific time. Not sure what that would be for you, Australia time, <laughs> um, but it's every week. And that happens to be our topic tonight is what is an author platform? So mm. it's really timely that we're actually talking about this. Um, basically, what I just said is it. I always start with branding, whether I'm working with a client or writing a blog post, pretty much you have to know what your branding is. So always start with your name, right? We brand the author, not the book. Um, that will be, that will apply in 99% of the cases. Now, once in a while, you might have something that takes off like, you know, Harry Potter, uh, uh, for example, okay. Um, but for the most part, you start with your branding, you start with your name, and then you want to make sure that you you basically build out from there. So let's say, you know, I use the analogy of cooking a soup, or some people say planks yep. of a platform, because it's easy to remember that, you know, like if you're building a deck, you can't stand on a deck if there's only one plank. So you want to have each, all of the different planks in place. So if people can think of that very 
visually you want to put the different planks in place so one plank is you you need a website you want to have a home that people can come to and it's something that you own which is why i always recommend a self-hosted website like um WordPress. I, I prefer yeah. WordPress. Other people use something, you know, Squarespace or Wix. I have found working with so many different uh, website administrators, which I am not, that um, their experience and what they've told me is that WordPress tends to rank higher in Google because of all the various plugins and things. Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert, but that's what I use and I'm very happy with it. Um, so get your website, buy your domain, make sure you own it, make sure you own your name. There's there's no downside to purchasing more than one domain name. You know, they're like five or 10 bucks. So if you yeah. have ideas for future books, go ahead and uh, purchase those names. That way you have them, even if you don't do anything with them. Um, then I absolutely recommend having a blog because you need a static website, but you need fresh content. So the next thing is, yes, you have to blog. And I get that a lot from writers. Do I have to blog? Okay. You're not a <laughs> child and this is your business and you will make money at it. If you are uh, serious about it being a business, you do have to market your books. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, um, blogging is critical because from an SEO perspective, you do need to bring, uh, fresh eyes, um, and the, the little spiders that crawl, um, through Google are going to look for fresh content. And so you do need to bring fresh content to your, your site. And the best way to do that is through a blog. Um, but it can't just be, you know, Hey, this is my new blog. Come visit me. You know, you have to put in valuable content that's keyworded and optimized. And that's why I recommend that you either, you know, pay someone to do it or learn how to do it. And I, you know, like I said, I have a, a book that's a buck that you can purchase. Obviously I'm not trying to get rich here. I really am just trying to help people understand how to set up their author platform. Um, and then you have to be present on social media. You don't have to be on every channel. Um, I hear from a lot of authors who say that they don't want to do social media. It's a waste of time. And it, it is if you're spreading yourself too thin. You need to go where your demographic is. It's a combination of things. Where are your readers? If your readers are on Facebook, then that's where you need to be. If your readers maybe uh, trend older, then Facebook is probably the best place for you. If they tend to trend younger, then Instagram is probably, or Pinterest might be a better place for you. So, you know, do your research, find out, um, put your feelers out, see where the most activity comes from. Uh, you can look at Pew Research to see what trends are, uh, you know, what demographic is on which channel. That's a good place to start. And then see where the most activity comes from. And I can give you a, a concrete example. I have one gal that I'm working with. We started probably in the fall of last year and her book is being published by Sourcebooks in April. And she wanted to start early, which I absolutely recommend doing. Um, you know, getting out there, talking to people, uh, sharing teasers of your work. Your book does not have to be published and I recommend it not be published before you start with your social media, you know, just 
follow people who might be interested in a book similar to yours. Follow those people who are, you know, invested in, like, her book is similar to Jillian Flynn's, um, the one, A Girl on a Train. So we started following those people. And um, so anyway, we found that the majority of people in her demographic are on Facebook. We had no idea that mm. literally within a few months, she had 5,000 people liking her page. This is all organic. I don't believe in doing any of the fake stuff. And because fake people don't buy real books. So, <laughs> no, quite, they, right? They don't. <laughs> and so, yeah, so she thought that maybe Instagram would be something like younger women would be reading that book. But far and away, uh, Facebook is huge for her. And she's very comfortable with Facebook. She wants nothing to do with Twitter or LinkedIn or she's, a, she's on Instagram a little bit, but you know, Facebook, she's, she's a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> she, she really doesn't like any of it. So that's why I'm doing it for her. But it's interesting that this is what we found out. So you really don't know where your readers are until you are on the channels yourself and you start interacting with them. Yeah. So I tell authors, you know, it's not so much about your level of comfort as it is where your readers are. Um, so you kind of, you know, you need to put yourself out there. And um, I, I read this from, I think it was Jane Friedman or Joanna Penn who said, you know, you do need to open accounts pretty much everywhere on like, every platform you can find, save all your username and passwords, put them in a, like a, a Google spreadsheet, which I love those and have them. But that doesn't mean you have to be active everywhere. Just, you know, claim, claim your, your land basically. So you have them so nobody else can take them. And then, you know, at, at the very least have a Facebook author page, get, you know, get your Twitter handle, um, I, I think Instagram or Pinterest are awesome and very visual and super important. People look at me kind of sideways when I say Pinterest is important, but it is the third most popular search engine in the world right now behind Google and, and uh, YouTube. That's that's quite interesting to me. I, I wouldn't have thought Pinterest was a, a good channel for writers. Mm. How, how does that work? Well, it's it's really wonderful, and this is why I love it. It started out as kind of like this place where you know young women would go to to talk about weddings, right? And it has really changed. I mean, over the past probably five years, to become this huge search engine. It's very um, user-friendly, you just sort of start pinning things. That's why it's called Pinterest. And it's, it's a wonderful way. If somebody's really stuck as to what their branding is, I tell them what are basically five or so of your key interests in life. So let's say, Jeff, that you are interested in cooking, dogs, um, running, obviously writing and reading. Okay. Those are your five main passions or topics of interest. So you would go and you create those five boards. Okay. 
Yeah. And you name them those things, okay? Cooking and running and all those things. And so those are the things that you are then going to put pictures of those things into those boards. And then you share them on your social media, okay? On Twitter and on Facebook and wherever else. And those things are what I call your, your five main keywords or key phrases as well. And it goes back to branding, which is what we were talking about at the beginning, um, which is one of your main key, uh, you know, keyword, uh, sorry, uh, branding uh, planks of your platform. So this is how it all sort of ties together. So Pinterest is a really great way for you to help establish your branding. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so what you can do from there then is you fill up your boards and it gives you ideas. Let's say you have um, an idea for your book and you want to create a vision board for your book. So you want to, for example, create your characters. So you have a character board and you put on, you know, some guys that you want to play the main character and some women that you want to play the main character, the, the female character. And you can invite people. You can create group boards and then they can start giving you feedback and you know, you publicize your board. Hey, I'm really struggling with um, a cover. Here are some things I'm think images I'm thinking of. Or, hey, what do you think of this guy to play this character? Here are some of the characteristics that I'm thinking of for him. What do you think of this guy? That kind of stuff. And you share that stuff, say, in Facebook or on Twitter or wherever you're most active. And then you can invite other people who are on Pinterest who are also readers or other writers to participate and join in the thought process. And then they invite you to do the same on theirs and you build and you grow. And how this ends up affecting your SEO is that every time you post a new blog post, you want to pin it to various different boards, not only your own boards, but also you want to join what's called group boards. So for example, I'm part of some of these ginormous group boards. Some have a couple hundred thousand pins and maybe 10 or 20,000 members. So every time I share my pins, they see them. And every time they share their uh, blog posts or whatever, I see them. And so again, I get huge amounts of traffic to my website because of Pinterest. For example, my last pin, uh, sorry, my last blog post, I think got 150 or 200 shares just from Pinterest. And you can now incorporate it into Hootsuite and Buffer and a lot of the scheduling platforms. So it's not like you have to mm. physically manually go in and do it. I mean, you still have to do it, but you don't have to do it live. You can schedule things in, which is really nice. So we've been talking about what authors should be doing right about social media what what do you think is the one thing they do wrong when they start using social media they spam a lot <laughs> you know buy my book, Read my book. Buy my book. <laughs> yeah yeah it you know it's it's I always say that social media is a wonderful listening platform and I get a lot of people say what what listening? Why would I listen? I want people, I want to be a megaphone and I want people to buy my stuff. And, um, I, I get a lot of people who say, Oh, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And I laugh because I've been teaching Twitter, uh, webinars for 
going on 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. um, so the people who don't get it, that's fine. They, they won't get it. And maybe they'll never learn. Um, maybe some people are successful at that. I, I doubt it. The overall conversion <laughs> rate of a tweet uh, by my book tweet is less than 1%. Yeah, I it's, often wonder. <laughs> yeah. No, I think if if you do it once in a while, if you've built up a very interactive platform like I have, um, I have two accounts actually. Bad Redhead Media is my business account. And then my yeah. author account is separate, which is Rachel in the OC. I used to live in Orange County, California. I don't live there anymore. But that's uh -huh. how I started it because Rachel Thompson was already taken. Um then I think if you have a very interactive platform and you provide a lot of value to people and you're not constantly saying buy my book and then if you do run a sale once in a while or your book is free, you know, once every three months or something and you say, hey, my book is free for a couple of days. Here's the link. I think then it's OK because people are like, wow, this is great. Thank you for letting me know. Um, but if every tweet is buy my book or you're tagging strangers or you're DMing them, which, oh my goodness, I hate that, um, which is a direct yeah. message um, upon meeting them or someone following you, then it actually is considered spam by Twitter and you risk suspension. Um, so I, I, I say avoid anything that can be completely self-serving. Listen to what people want or need. Um, the other mistake that I see authors do, especially when they first start on Twitter, is they only follow other authors and they're trying to sell their book to other authors. And if your book demographic is other authors, like mine is, great. However, most people are selling a book of some sort of genre, right? You know, literary fiction, horror, YA, romance. Yeah. And you need to connect with readers not other authors. Now, other authors are great because for the most part, I think we're a very supportive community, excuse me, and we're willing to share some kind of promotion that you have. But don't fall into the trap of only following other authors and then complaining that all you're getting is book spam because that's on you. And the thing about Twitter, Facebook, all of them is they give you a really good amount of real estate. Like, for example, if we take Twitter, you have your bio, you have a pinned tweet, you have a nice size header, and that's three different places where you can show, uh, the header you can show that you're a writer, the pinned tweet and the bio allow you to give links, uh, hyperlinks, where you can say who you are, what you do, um, and provide links. And so it's really unnecessary for you to constantly stab people in the eye, <laughs> right? I mean, it really is unnecessary. And, and so, you know, savvy users of that social media platform already know this. 
it, it really just shows that you are new. And, and my book goes into this, you know, here, go buy my book. But my, <laughs> just FYI, um, my best-selling book is a 30-day book marketing challenge. And it's on my pinned tweet, it's in my header, and it's on my bio. And it goes very specifically into how you can make the most of your um, Twitter, um, you know, real estate, as well as Facebook and, you know, everything else. And so really what the point is, take advantage of these tools so that you don't end up <laughs> looking like a tool, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about tools and marketing tools, I mean, we both have a marketing background and you, you know as I the importance of building a mailing list. Is that something you think an author website should be targeting as well to try to build out a list of potential buyers of their book in the future? Absolutely. I think the mailing list is probably the most underutilized and, and misunderstood tool that we have, and it really was something that I didn't fully understand when I first started either. Um, and I think that it's something that we all sort of get into as we, uh, unless you come from that kind of background where you understand subscriber lists and newsletters, it's not something that you probably do on, on the regular anyway. So I think it's worth either, um, you know, Going with something free, I think all of them, Constant Contact and MailChimp, um, you know, go to their website and, and just learn about newsletters and what they are and why subscriber lists are important. And then, you know, add the plugin to your website or have your website admin add that. And it's not just a matter of sign up for my newsletter and then just let it sit there. It's actually, sorry, actively creating newsletters. And if you don't know what to do, like I said, just go to the website. Uh, MailChimp has a wonderful blog. And they're great about helping people figure out what to do. I think that if you really want somebody to, to do it for you, it's worth hiring a newsletter specialist. Uh, yep. Not something I do because I, I just am too busy. I've hired somebody to do it for me because again, like anything else, um, there are conversion rates and open rates. And I mean, even this is something that I think is really cool. Um, one of the things that I love using for my headlines in my blog posts is offered by CoSchedule and it's like ske schedule with a co, C-O in front of it. Yeah. Um, they have a free headline analyzer and you want to get like a score of 70 or above. And yeah, in order to yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I use it all the time. And they have the same thing now for email uh, headlines. And if you get a Brilliant. 70 or above, uh, you get a higher open rate. So it might be worth, you know, people at least starting there. CoSchedule has the most fantastic blog. And I've had them on as... Um, guests on my weekly book marketing chat as well. They're, they're just wonderful. They have a great scheduling tool. They have a plugin. So you can actually plug in a WordPress plugin. I don't know about the other uh, 
you know, Squarespace or anything. But you can actually use their plugin. So then you're typing your headline in your blog post and they'll give you a score right then and there. So you don't have to leave your site, which is really nice. You've had three number one bestsellers. Yeah. It interests me. Does the marketing process get more difficult with each release or does it get easier or is, are they different animals each time? Um, I think it's different each time, depending on really um, which hat I'm wearing. Because if I'm wearing my author hat, my broken books, I've written broken pieces and broken places, and I'm in edits now for broken people. And those books are about their memoir and poetry and prose about surviving childhood sexual abuse. And so that's a very different audience than obviously writing for authors <laughs> about very sort of mechanical kinds of things. You know, yeah. here's how you set up a Twitter account. So I completely, you know, it's completely different. And um, they're both nonfiction, and that's really about all they have in common. Um, so, but the mechanics of what you do to market your books are pretty much the same, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, no matter what genre you're writing. So that's why I feel when people tell me that it's easier to market fiction than it is nonfiction or vice versa. I've worked with all kinds of authors. One of my authors right now is a 22-time New York Times bestselling author of women's fiction. Excuse me, another author has sold 10 books on the USA Today bestseller list for um, romance. Um, another one sells business books that are, you know, in the stratosphere. And then I have, a, you know, and some of them are all self-published uh, of all kinds of different genres. So to me, it, it doesn't really matter. I think what goes into it is the, the drive and the ambition to want to get your book in front of people. And so it takes time. And I think a lot of people want overnight success. And it takes preparation. And, you know, if you're starting after your book has already come out, you're already behind the eight ball. Yeah. You need to start three to six months prior to release. And that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. How can I market a book that doesn't exist yet? Well, it, it gets back to needing to de develop a platform immediately, doesn't it? <laughs> like like even if you're, you're only thinking of writing a book, but you're determined, get your platform together. Yeah, and you can tease out something that you've written. And, um, for example, I write a column on uh, femininecollective.com, and they've shared several of my pieces from Broken People, which, you know, I've been teasing that out for a few years now because my business got so busy that I just have had to put my own writing on the back burner. Mm. And you can guest post, write, I, I definitely recommend freelancing articles um, on, you know, some big sites, get your name out there. 
and you'll be, you know, definitely people will be more inclined to read your work if they know that you've been published on some big sites. So, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, worth the effort to start sharing your work. You know, I, you know, have somebody look at it, obviously have it professionally edited before you put it out there. But I think there's more to it than just opening up a Twitter account and saying, okay, I have a platform. Knowing what you now know about book marketing, what's the one thing you would change when you launched your first book? If you could pop into oh a goodness. time machine. <laughs> well, I did end up changing a couple things. I, when I, okay. When I signed with the hybrid publisher, I changed the covers of my first two books because they were so busy. I, I wanted to t tell the story on the covers and that's, that's such a newbie mistake, right? You can't do that. It's just not possible. And to me, I didn't know that I was working with a, um, a cover designer who was lovely. In fact, she came up with the original concept for Bad Redhead. That's what we called her. And if you look at my Bad Redhead logo, you'll see she, she's, she's much more streamlined now. But the original Bad Redhead design came from her. But she was not a book designer. So she basically did whatever I told her. And I was not a book designer. <laughs> so the original concept was so busy for my first, and it was a humor book called A Walk in the Snark. And it was just so, so busy. So when I ended up um, redoing the book with the hybrid designer, or hybrid um you know, book publisher, they said, you know, we, we really need to redo this cover. And I was like, oh, hallelujah. Yes. Cause I was almost embarrassed now that I had become much more savvy. And so we took out a lot of the elements and made it just a lot cleaner. So I would definitely say, uh, work with a professional book designer who understands so much more about color theory. The colors were good, but it was just way too busy. And, um, and I've actually pulled those two humor books now down. I mean, there's still paperbacks floating around, but I don't have them for sale anymore because my branding, my author branding now is so radically different than when I first started that I, I'm not uh, branding myself anymore as a humorist. The, the snarkiness still comes out. <laughs> My tagline for Bad Redhead Media is helping you help your damn self since 2011. So, you know, it's still there. Uh, but, you know, I'm really, I've written six books. I'm, I'm actively marketing for, and I have two right now on my desktop that I'm actively editing. So, you know, I will have eight books out, but I think, Understanding and knowing your branding is really is is really important, and I think that that's a really helpful factor. And understanding and knowing that it can change, and that's okay, is is and being open to that. It can be fluid, and that's all right too. It's been great talking to you, Rachel, and probably good. Yeah time to wrap it up but before we wrap it up i just wanted to talk a bit about um your the twitter hashtag you started up book marketing chat how does that work 
Well, I've started several hashtags. <laughs> um, book marketing chat is a weekly chat. It's um, every Wednesday. So I'm going to be starting that just coming up here in about an hour. And it's not an actual chat like you and I are chatting. Uh, Twitter chats are, are on Twitter. You type in the hashtag at the designated hour each week and you participate by just using that hashtag. And so the way I do it is I either have a guest that at that time every week or I myself donate uh, the hour um, to whatever topic seems to be popular. I, I ask my uh, stream what seems to be most confusing or most confounding and um, then I set up my topics for the month or the next three months. And this week people said, let's talk about author platform because it, it just seems like such a nebulous topic for people. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. And then I um, have a Facebook public page as well. So it's facebook.com slash chat. And that's where I post all of the summaries. So if you go there, you'll see literally hundreds of summaries. And that way, if people aren't on Twitter or can't make it, you know, it's two in the morning for people over in Europe, then they can at least click on the summary and take a look at all of the tweets as well. A lot of people forget the hashtag. And so then other people can't see what you're posting. So just remember to type in that hashtag. I recommend posting it, going into search, typing in book marketing chat, and then click on, once that comes up, click on latest. And then the newest uh, tweets will just keep coming up. And then I also created Monday blogs, which is, that was in 2012. Um, if you want to share your blog posts on Mondays, obviously it's Monday blogs, um, as long as they're non-promotional, so not by my book tweets, then feel free to participate in that. Any blog post is fine, new or old, and just retweet other people who are using that uh, hashtag as well. And it's a great way to get traffic over to your website. Rachel, thanks for talking to us on the ebook Revolution podcast. And um, dear listener, I think there's more than one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they can um, find out all about Bad Redhead Media on the show notes, of course. And um, thank you again. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Well, um, that's Rachel from Rachel Thompson from Bad Redhead Media. And... Um, what a fascinating um, discussion about book marketing and platform building. And platform buildings are close to my heart. Um, if you want to find out more about what programs Rachel has to offer or get yourself a copy of um, some of her books, just go to badredheadmedia.com. That's uh, pretty simple to remember badredheadmedia.com if you can't remember the .com because Rachel is an SEO expert if you just search bad redhead media you'll find she pops up at the very top of Google well um, that's it for episode 26 of the ebook revolution podcast I just want to remind you if you're if you are building a writer's platform or considering building one yourself or just wondering what it's all about. Well, my next non-fiction book is uh, currently being edited and what we're doing at Madhouse Media is we're going to give it away absolutely free. All you have to do is um, 
go to madhousemedia.com.au slash platform and uh, just pop your name and email address in and when the book is released we'll send you a copy for free this will be $9.95 on Amazon um, initially released as an ebook, so you can get it for free and um, yeah just pop over madhousemedia.com.au slash platform pop in your name and address and um, you'll be on the list so we're just uh, working through the edits and um, release will be sometime mid to late April that's it for episode 26 of the ebook revolution podcast hope you've enjoyed the show as usual, to get the show notes and all the information from Rachel Thompson and Badhead, Bad Redhead Media, um, just pop along to www.ebookrevolutionpodcast.com for the show notes. And um, just look for episode 26. That's it for me. Mm-hmm.